0: Hello and welcome to Parently, where we tap
1: into the unique experiences and perspectives of parents to celebrate the joys and honor the challenges of child rearing. With new interviews each week, this is a podcast for moms and dads seeking an empowering community and a little levity. Now here's your host, Kelsey
2: Higgins. Hello and welcome to Parently. This week's episode is part two of a conversation with Tessa and Caroline Walden. Part one began last week. So if you'd like to catch up on that first, go ahead and do so now. Otherwise, just keep on listening. Another exciting big thing happening in your lives. You recently made a couple of big purchases and are hoping to start a uh, set out on a a different journey in life tell me a little bit about what's been going on lately
1: i was really sick dealing with a lot of health things it seems to be a theme sometimes for me <laughs> and we after
2: after esme's
1: born yes i mean off and on since i was first diagnosed with lyme disease she can hear hear all about in season one, episode nine. Um, (laughs) Great great plug. Thank you. But yeah, I was getting really sick over the last like year. Couldn't figure it out. had a bunch of weird, almost like autoimmune things happening in my body. Some kind of sketchy pre-melanomas, just all sorts of weird stuff. And then we realized that I was getting sick from the mold in our house. And not everyone's sensitive to mold. Every house has mold every thing does to a degree but my immune system was already pretty messed up from the havoc that lyme disease has wreaked on it and so we kind of realized that that was part of what's making me really sick but mold i mean it can be really hard to get rid of that's a it's a whole thing but when you have someone who's really sensitive to it it involves getting rid of almost every single one of your belongings which is extremely expensive and heartbreaking some in some ways but it was so we're like okay so if we sell the house because we have to get out of this what if we move to another house and it's the exact same problem and then what if we try to stay and like remediate and figure out what the big problems are but then that's super expensive and can we afford that and it was just feeling so hard and so stressful and like there wasn't a good option and we were kind of dreading both and so mm-hmm. then we were both kind of thinking separately like what can we do to make this something we want to be working towards when it just felt kind of hopeless. And then we're like, what if we get a camper and we travel for a year and see where that takes us? And so that's kind of how we came about that. And then I was talking to someone recently, actually, who wants to live in a camper van and just people are like, you made it happen so fast in some ways. Yes. But I kind of think that like when you plan for something in some ways it's like our hearts and our souls had already done it and that sounds really deep but it's almost like we were already there it was just physically making it happen and so we made it happen
0: we made it happen
1: did a lot of research and we're we're filming videoing audio whatever we are podcasting from a campsite right now so that's pretty cool that is pretty cool. So
2: put the house on the market, bought a camper, bought a truck, packed up Esme in the
1: kennel. Yeah, I was just thinking how she's sleeping in her kennel. So. Yep. <laughs> Brand new kennel. Yeah, she got a new kennel. Fits better in the camper.
2: Okay, so this is your – you're starting out on this journey. I mean, it's been, what, a, a month maybe? A month, yeah. A little bit over. How, how, how do you feel – already have there been good bad unexpected what you thought what what's the first month been like
0: man I feel like it's been all over the place there there's been good there's been bad there's unexpected (laughs) yeah I mean we love being in the camper it's I think we both are like really thriving on it being outside a lot um the small and intentional space is actually really great for us. Um, It's been really cool to like be in different places. And some of the places that we've been have been like with different family members. And so that's been really cool. As Caroline pointed this out, it was that it's like been really cool to like immerse ourselves in their lives for a while, but also Mm. like not feel like we're, entirely intruding on them like staying with them um, sure still able to like live our life um but there's been lots of hiccups and challenges both small and big the like brake system on our truck is not working great with our trailer our trailer brakes and we're trying to problem solve that which is a whole headache and
1: Yeah. And that, that part's been a nightmare. Essentially there's, we have a brand new 2024 Chevy Silverado and I kind of feel like we spent a bunch of money to pay people to be dismissing and gaslighting the fact when we're like, something is wrong with this truck because Mm -hmm. it's not at like the trailer brakes will go out while we're driving, which is really dangerous. We have a 32 foot trailer. It's, it's not ideal to not also have trailer brakes and it's also something we will burn through our truck brakes if we're only relying on that mm-hmm. and we've gotten the trailer looked over really closely looked at all the wires done a ton of research and ultimately it's looking more and more like this is a kind of known issue within the truck but the we've been to three dealerships now and been to chevy four or five times and they uh, refuse to acknowledge something's going on with the truck so we kind of knew going into the camping life. We did some research ahead of time is you have to always be ready. Things are going to be going wrong, learn how to fix things. We didn't anticipate it to be something like so dangerous. That's been mm. like, we had to cancel a campsite we were supposed to go to this weekend. Cause it's too far. And we didn't expect the level of gaslighting and like, kind of tell like talking to us like we're dumb when we're like, no, this is, there's yeah. something wrong. We didn't really expect that and that's been a pain that still isn't resolved and so do you
2: think that's because that you're you're women or do you think it's just that that's how they're managing the conversation with anyone both. who brings it up
1: both so what they do at the dealership when there's like an electronics issue is they plug the truck into their own little trailer simulator thing and if that checks out fine that's their excuse to be like everything's fine but then, when you actually dig through like forums online, I asked in some Chevy groups on Facebook I joined, so I could ask about this. Um, it's a known issue, and they do like to use that as an excuse. Also, got in contact with people who work for like General Motors in other areas, and have just said like, no, people or used to work for them, and will say like, no, they electric stuff within like vehicles is really annoying to deal with. So if they can just be like, oh, it's not that because they plugged it into something do that so they've told us over and over that it's a um, trailer problem it's not so that's really hard so that's been the biggest I'd say like hiccup with all of this
0: Mm -hmm. yeah
1: but in terms of like our decision to move into a camper has been fantastic and Mm -hmm. I don't regret it at all I think that it's it's a mindset and also kind of depends I think you're successful if you're someone that can live in a smaller space and it won't drive you crazy I think if we had more kids or Esme was older it might feel a lot smaller and it might get way more annoying way quicker Mm -hmm. but right now it works really well for us and the first time we went to a campsite when we it was so weird because you know we parked the trailer at the campsite and then like walked in and at that time we had been living in it in our driveway at our house for a while and then walked in and then walked into my house because the camper feels like home now so it was so weird to be parked in this different area and also be at home and yeah but it's been really cool it's been I, I mean the cats have adjusted well the dog has adjusted well the child has adjusted well and I,
0: it's been a great adventure and I think and we've like learned so much already of like how things work and and I'd gone on like a really long canoe trip at at one point and like one of the cool things that I liked about like planning for that and even just being on it, was like just the different conversations that you have with people than you otherwise would have had because you're like talking about this adventure that you're going on. And so I feel like this is like that, where you, you just have different kinds of conversations or talk with people that you never otherwise would be talking to and like just learn so much. Like there's like, I feel like we, can speak a different language now, basically, because we can talk about trailers and trucks.
1: <laughs> well, I mean, I know more about like trucks, brake modulators <laughs> in the last week than I have all my automobile mm-hmm. knowledge in my life. But
2: who'd thunk?
1: Yeah, but no, it's it's a lot of fun, honestly. Tell
2: me about the, I don't know, like how how are you making it happen, right? Because it sounds awesome. It sounds like very. Uh, adventurous and, but like, what are the logistics? Like, what are you gonna do for your doctors, Caroline? And like, how are you guys gonna make money to sustain this adventure? Like, tell me about like the like logistics.
1: My doctor's appointments are like every so many months. I can return for them wherever we are. We're in Minnesota for the summer. We'll start traveling at the end of the summer, and the logistics was. Well, we put our house on the market, and we took out a loan for the truck and the trailer, and then we'll use proceeds from the house to pay those off. And Tessa, as an art therapist, she works for a private practice and can work remote, so she'll work remote, and we'll just pay for things that way, and we won't have the auto loan or the camper loan, so it really will be paying for gas, which will be a lot of money general living expenses and campsites um, campsites when we stay at campsites, but we also have friends kind of around the country. So we're going to try to split our time with that and be frugal, but not, not to an extent where like, then we can't like really see other beautiful places for both very sure. focused people. Um, so there's those logistics as it's not in school yet. So that's not a, that's not a factor to consider. I'm working right now. I will stop working eventually if, We need extra income at any point. I could certainly probably pick up a travel nursing contract somewhere. But otherwise, it'll be Tesla so that I'm watching Esme.
2: How do you feel about quitting your job?
1: Um, I'm going to try to stay casual at it if they let me. I love my job. It's my favorite nursing job I've ever had. So sad. I'm excited for our adventure, but it's definitely a really hard job to leave. It's Mm. a lot of fun. So, How are you
2: going to stay casual at it? You mean like when you come back?
1: Yeah. So when I'm in Minnesota, hopefully like picking up kind of here and there. So that when I come back, I'm still technically an employee and can pick up more. Gotcha. How do I feel about full time with Esme? I'll be tired. I mean, days. so we right now, we don't have daycare. We work opposite days of the week. And then Tessa's parents watch Esme one day per week and i will say that i am absolutely more tired at the end of the day when i absolutely. have asme as may than i am when i when i work and i'm a nurse and my job is not like slow but asme right. is really really busy yeah that's exhausting that'll yeah. that'll be quite a change it will be it'll be a huge change and i think like with all of this there's planning there's research we looked into the kind of truck and the kind of camper and all that but there's also a component of figuring it out as we go. Mm
2: -hmm. And Tessa, how do you feel about all of this? uh, You're going to become, you know, the, the breadwinner and your wife is going to be caring for your child. Are you jealous at all? She gets to hang out with Esme all day.
0: Like, how does it feel for you? I think it'll, like, I mean, I'm excited for the adventure piece of it. And I think that that's like where... Yeah, I think especially between like COVID and being sick and then just being new moms, like I feel like we haven't been able to have the adventures that we like have really wanted to and like both really value. So I feel like it's really exciting to be able to prioritize that again. Um, It'll be hard when I'm working and they're like out playing and like exploring and doing things. Like I think right now going to work into our the office is like a nice escape, you know, like to like, it's one of the few, like, places and times where like, I'm in completely in charge of this, the schedule and time, like even though I'm like with clients, like all the time, like I make up that schedule. And so, mm. and if I have a, like a free hour, like that hour is mine to, I mean, it's still working, but, um, but I think that that will feel different, like working in the camper. Um, sure. So I think it'll be like keeping it in perspective of like that's, we're doing that to be able to like have this life together. I think one person that I've like followed kind of talked about that of like, that you're still like working and doing your job. You just like, when you're done working, you get to be in a really cool place. And so like, that's I think a really good perspective to have. Um, But I'm excited for it and also it'll be hard i think it'll be a different kind of pressure being like the only person working um but yeah we'll we'll figure it out and and work on it together
1: we've had a lot of hard things happen in our relationship (laughs) from the beginning from stuff like you know COVID to a really bad car accident just so many things that we do figure it out that's just how it how it works. Another component of our decision to do this is to work on like my health and my healing. And I, um, it became a whole spiritual journey when I started getting really sick again, because in many ways it was really triggering to when I was so sick with Lyme disease. And I, I almost, I, I like reached out and like spoke to like a medium because I was just so desperate for answers. And I was just so, I, devastated in a way that's hard to explain to get so sick again when I've tried so hard to be healthy for so many years it was just it felt like I'm swimming as hard as I can and I'm still being pulled under the water and it just kind of became this whole spiritual journey too and I had this weird feeling epiphany something one day where I realized it was in nature that I got sick like when I got bit by the tick and it's in nature that I heal And so that was part of what led us to this. And I still don't feel awesome. So Tessa has been doing more and, but I am getting better. And I've really kind of shifted what I'm working on and what does wellness and health look like, I think is a lot more than Western medicine. And I've changed a lot of things that I'm doing and supplements I'm taking and just my perspective on what it means to be well has really shifted. And also... So is my perspective on life, that no matter what happens and if I were to get sick again with whatever it is, cancer, whatever, I want to know that I'm living well right now and that I'm doing whatever I can. And I feel like right now I am doing what I can and that we are living well.
2: We'll be back after a short break. Today's episode is sponsored by Strip. After several months of maternity leave, I am back to work which means I'm also back to wearing makeup. While I do enjoy wearing makeup, I have never enjoyed the process of removing it at the end of the day. Until now, I've been using a new product I love called Strip. It does more than just remove your makeup, though it does do that well. It is skincare that truly nourishes your face with nutrients and vitamins, leaving behind noticeably healthier looking skin. It's made up of clean ingredients and it doesn't have a zillion steps that frankly, I just don't have time for. I've even shared it with family and friends and we all agree it leaves your skin feeling so soft and looking replenished. My favorite product is the caviar jelly remover. It removes my makeup while hydrating with these fun bursting nutrient bubbles. Support your favorite podcast with an awesome product. Check out Strip and use my discount by visiting StripYourMakeup.com forward slash Parently. Strip your makeup, not your skin. Now, back to Parently with your host, Kelsey Higgins. I think Caroline mentioned it at one point, but you said if or when we have more kids or whatever. So... Talk to me a little bit about that. What is
0: what's the plan for the future? Yeah, our our plan is to have another kid. We have three yeah. more vials of sperm with the same sperm donor. So ideally, Herbert, it Herbert, her, with Herbert, her, ideally it would be a fully biological. kid. And may turned out great, so you know we'll we'll try it. <laughs> and Enzyme looks like me, which is funny. Yeah. She does totally. Um, yeah, so initially, our plan was to get pregnant this summer. I mean, ideally, you can't, don't
1: snap your fingers and be like, boom, pregnant, no. But
0: um, it was the hope. But that was the hope. But with Caroline's health, it is just like felt like too much to manage, especially if I like get as sick as I did, you know, the first trimester as I. last time like then we'd both kind of be out of commission and so that's kind of another reason why like we're like trying to do this to like help carolyn be feeling better um but then it it is hard because like to do all this work to like be in the trailer and whatnot and like we obviously like want to do it for a while but then we also want to have a kid and so we're trying to figure that out it'll be postponed more than we would like but also it will take time to like for caroline to heal so that we can get back to basic we'll be trying within the next year for sure and granted like these are used like with like heterosexual couples but like a lot of people have babies while they like live in rvs and there are actually i think from initial research that i did that there's like um Options for sometimes like virtual prenatal visits, which is insane. That some people have so many. Like, <laughs> was one Facebook post that I read because I joined, I think, a specific like pregnancy and birth, like when living full time in an RB or something. And she, like, they had like between five and seven kids. And so she just, like, lit- she had a home birth in the rv while the kids were sleeping in there and so they like literally woke up the next morning and there was a baby like that's wild what <laughs> that's not be what happens to
2: esme <laughs> that's kind of hilarious well I, you know what i wouldn't i wouldn't put it past you two i mean if anyone's gonna do something like that it probably
1: would be probably would be you two crazy cats I, I like um, Jordan,
0: hospital birth experience
1: <laughs> we in our perfect world we'd have two kids i think that what
2: you're doing is uh i think it's brave and i think it's brave because it there's a million different ways to talk yourself out of doing these kind of things in life but at the end of the day I mean, you got one life, and you have to take advantage of you know the opportunities that pre- present themselves. And I'm, I think it's cool how you guys have prioritized what's important to you, and you're finding a way to make that happen in a really unique fashion. So I can't wait to see what the next year brings. I think that you two will have lots of adventures to come back on the podcast and talk about.
1: Yeah. And honestly, like, since we've even started doing this over the last month, a lot of people have been like, I'm so jealous, or I wish I could do that. And we, of course, come from a place of privilege. And I certainly don't want to downplay that. But we also don't come from a place of wealth. And so I think if it is something people want, there are ways to Mm -hmm. make those things happen. We, we don't have a ton of money. It's just like you said, it's kind of where we are putting what we do have and how we're prioritizing things but I think there's always going to be a million reasons not to do something yeah. you just have to choose which things are worth doing anyway
2: mm-hmm. and I think it's 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 so helpful that you two are on the same page because I think a lot of times there's like in relationships I see there's like the dreamer and then the wet blanket no I'm just kidding like the the more realistic one <laughs> just look, and <laughs> Yeah, but you're only, like,
1: a damp blanket. Just a damp blanket, but, like, we need a damp blanket because I'm, like, the fire that could spread out of control if we didn't have a damp blanket. So
0: it's, uh, we balance each other out. We do. But, it, I mean, I it. it's it's strange in, like, a, a strange way, but of, like, me having... This is really eloquent. Um, strange in the strange me having way. POTS and the TBI... I think really, I had not experienced health issues in the same way before. And I think that it really gave me a lot of insight and empathy for people with chronic health concerns. And I think that that helps me have a lot of empathy and somewhat understanding of like what Caroline was experiencing, because I know a lot of people and partners who've like experienced mold like don't understand or don't believe that that's like actually happening and that they're like I don't know they just don't believe it and and don't want to and so I think it was helpful in that way now that it was a good thing that happened um but I think then we were able to like be on the same page. And I think we both were like, something needs to change and be different. And I think we were both really motivated by that. So my damp blanket was less damp because I was like, it needs to be different. <laughs> but, you dried it out a little bit. A little bit, yeah. Well, I
2: am so excited for you both. And I know you're going to just pull it off and have an awesome, awesome experience. And um, I appreciate you taking the time to talk with me tonight, it, it, the screen has gotten so dark. You guys are like very like pale, like figures in, there you go.
1: <laughs> That's why I call it the corpse cam. I'm telling you, it's the corpse cam.
2: It's very, Um, what was that scary movie that they did with the, in the forest? Blair Witch. Blair Witch. It's, it's given Blair Witch, but
0: I mean, we um... gotta like move the camera around like, <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> oh, you guys are goofy
2: uh is there anything i uh didn't ask you about that you wanted to talk about
1: no tune in next week for <laughs> my my season. season of caroline <laughs> no caroline, me, um, season yeah, two. Um, thank you so much for having us it's a lot of fun it's fun to come full circle because i the last time i was on here i was wanting to have kids and now i have a an esme And she's pretty amazing. It is super
2: cool. And I feel like we're going to go in the circle again because you just talked about having another kid. So we're going to make another lap in the future. The
0: thing that I, I, and I don't know how uh, political you get on here, Kelsey, but um, just since we were talking about being queer parents and how that whole experience, like, just wanting to name that, like, it's really scary to be a queer parent right now and um, because of all the legislation and hate that is happening. And so that's a, a it could be a whole nother episode. That is true. Yep. And I think it's important. I I think it's important to name.
1: I stay in tune with what certain legislators and uh, voices that I don't align with. I, I do stay in tune with what they say, I don't, I don't get too obsessive, but I've seen some hate comments. I mean, I saw someone comment how pride month has the word demon in it. And there's a lot of like abolish everyone who's queer. And like most people in the queer community, they already know about this hate, but I think that the kind of comments and the kind of hatred under some of these posts of these politicians and these just talking heads of certain, like just the far- like really conservative parties um there are terrifying things being said and a lot of the legislation and a lot of the things being said are um uncannily similar to what like the climate before world war ii and nazi germany and i i mean i come from a jewish family i already have a sensitivity to that i think but I think that's very real. So it's a little hard in some ways. We plan this adventure and we're doing all these things, but there's also the part of us that are talking quite often of like, do we need a contingency plan to get out of the country? Mm -hmm. Does it really stop with like the anti-trans legislation, which I'm not saying that's okay, but I mean, where do you draw the line? I think the amount of queer people that are constantly compared to pedophiles and called pedophiles and all this stuff is insane so that is i guess that is really important i'm glad you brought that up because i i worry for our safety i worry that they'll try to take Esme away from us i am going through the process of legally adopting her which is a whole other thing that same-sex couples yeah we
2: didn't even talk about that
1: yeah um nothing like paying to adopt my own child but it's it's scary and i really hope that things don't go in the direction where it's like genocide to queer people but honestly i i don't think that
0: it's far fetched to be concerned about it and i mean i'm a part of a like i mean i think we both are a queer like minnesota parenting group and there's like a subgroup that is like of people who are fleeing to minnesota from other states because they're being persecuted and yeah, feel unsafe and so I think I think there was already places where we felt unsafe going to in general but now I feel like that level has gotten even higher and there are a lot of places where I feel like we don't feel comfortable going which is really unfortunate and I feel like that's getting the states that we feel comfortable going to are less and less mm.
1: and also just in general I I mean legislation has passed and changed a lot just in the course of one year Mm -hmm. that there is this planning yeah this this domestic adventure and then there's this planning this like foreign escape and it's really disturbing and I hope it doesn't have to happen Um, my love isn't dangerous and it's it's just a distraction technique honestly I think it's just everything's about pitting people against each other and I think it just distracts from the fact that there's a lot of corruption in politics in general. And we don't, it's
2: it's distracting, but it's giving um, also people
1: that shouldn't have a platform, a platform. Oh, absolutely. And yeah, I, queer people don't when people are like, why did pride, you know, why do they have to like show who they have sex with and celebrate that? And I'm like, it's, it's not that it's just wanting to exist and I think right now it's like, we just want to exist and feel safe. We
0: don't. And, and it's what black people have felt for a very, very, very long time. And queer people have felt for a very long time. But I think it's intensified a lot recently.
2: Thank you for um, sharing that and bringing that up, Tessa. And I, I can't imagine how scary it must be for you two and your family. What, what can your um, ally friends do?
0: I think speak up and like be talking about it so that it's not just us that are, are bringing people's attention to it. I think a lot of people don't even realize that it's an issue or that it's as serious as it is.
1: No, I mean, you can go to, I, th- I think even knowing what's happening, I don't think, like Tessa said, people understand the kind of hateful comments and things being said are incredibly disturbing. So whether it's just opening your eyes to that, going to some sort of, you know, Instagram account you don't normally follow, read through the comments, you don't have to cherry pick, they're not hard to find, and see the reality of what is being said about queer people, and then realize that this is really serious. I think the first step is actually being aware of the kind
0: of hatred being passed around right now. It's disturbing. And then fighting against it, because... Like, to even show up at protests right now feel sketchy and, like, unsafe. And I feel like we've, like, in past times, I had dreams of, like, bringing kid you know, like, my kids to protests to, like, show activism, but I would not feel safe, like, bringing Esme to a queer protest right now. Or not queer protests. <laughs> queer activism. And... And to yeah, to just show up in those spaces and to like be an ally and like help to be able to be a body when we are not feeling safe.
2: Thank you. I appreciate you putting that piece in into the conversation.
0: Yeah, it's something we've been talking about a lot. So I'm glad that yeah.
2: we can share what, it.
1: What are the what countries should we go to?
2: What's at the top of the list?
1: Um Denmark, Spain. I- Spain's a good one. Iceland. I would love to go to Norway. I thought you were going to say
2: Canada just because it was like easy.
1: No, I just think... I mean, Canada is very queer-friendly. Yeah, for now, I just... There's a lot of kind of anti-queer movement and beliefs kind of happening in Canada as well. It's way better than what's happening here. Um, but I don't, I don't know that Canada would be the first choice. Canada's also... Countries are really hard to get into when you have serious health history because they most countries are so. Oh. And they don't want to pay for that. And some have even thought about, like, if it ever gets really dangerous, like, Tessa and Esme need to leave. It would die a thousand deaths for Esme, and that would be really sad. But I. Their safety about, yeah. is more important than anything. And so, yeah. We're just talking about different European countries for the most part and need to meet with an immigration lawyer to kind of, cause that stuff takes years to even like mm. that ball rolling, whether that's something we actually follow through on or not. I mean, is to be determined, but I, one of my old coworkers is actually immigrating to Canada and was talking about how, I don't know who told her, but like the best time to leave the country is three years before you think you have to. And that's really stuck with me as a queer person because I'm like, "Mm, mm, this is getting sketch.
2: I'm sorry. uh, You know, it's just, it's like a whole, it's just a whole different experience that I don't have to deal with. And so to your point, Tessa, you know, it's important to make sure that we're all, aware of of what's going on it's not something that i have to think about every day when i live my life with my family so thank you for doing that yeah okay i usually don't end on such a serious note so you know, um intense. let's um spice
1: it up uh who's got a joke i don't know i mean life is funny and if you can't find reason to laugh i i mean i'm the one making like real awkward dead dad jokes sometimes but like i don't know life is really hard and humor humor has helped me make it this far so oh you know
2: what i was gonna mention caroline um
1: i was just talking with a mutual
2: friend of ours today and emily and we were talking about what a gifted writer you are and how you should consider doing some kind of blog or something with your adventure
1: Yeah, I've been making videos on TikTok, even though (laughs) I'm really not savvy at that. But it it pastes them together and I don't have to pay for it. But I I would blog. I have no hesitation in doing that other than I don't feel like people read blogs as much. But I am a good writer. I could. I should. I mean, I should honestly have debated writing a book and it would have humor in it, but I mean, in my perfect world, I'd honestly write a book about my nursing experiences, but I think there would just be too many HIPAA violations and stuff, but uh. still didn't think of a joke, but... Um, I did learn, actually, though, this is a total side note, because there were those pigs that, like, tipped over on the highway the other day. I saw that. Yeah, my coworker got stuck in traffic. It was really sad. Some of them died, and then they had to, like, shoot the others, but anyway, this is not happy. Okay. <laughs> oh anyway, so we started doing a fact of the day at work on this whiteboard and I I did a fact about pigs in honor of that and I learned that pigs are the fifth most intelligent animal and they're actually like more they're smarter than dogs and they're more easily trained and they can learn their name within like a day or maybe it was an hour or something so yeah now I have this like love for pigs and I like told Tessa. I'm, yeah, I'm that never-
2: seems like a vegetarian fact. Like that is really sad,
0: actually. Oh, I'm trying to make this happen. <laughs> <laughs> Carolyn, um, random not not randomly, but applied <laughs> to add chaos to our chaos, to applied for a German Shepherd Lem puppy <laughs> to adopt today. <laughs> In your camper? <laughs>
1: Yeah. I mean, Avery's getting old and we need a dog to protect us. And yeah. I mean, I just applied.
0: It doesn't mean anything. They're very cute. They're also, it's named Taylor's, um, Taylor's litter and they're all named after Taylor Swift's songs. Okay. That's kind of cute. Yeah. Yeah. And they're they're adorable. It's not going to happen, but
2: I don't know, maybe we'll talk again in a year and you guys will have a baby and a dog a new dog, another dog
1: another cute kind of funny thing is that Esme has recently discovered her belly button (laughs) but she's like only interested in it at night like in the (laughs) evenings so it's like, can show it to her during the day and she's like, dude who cares but like 6 o'clock comes around and she's like, guys I have a freaking belly button (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and she just keeps lifting up her shirt and, like, poking her belly button and, like, staring at it.
0: Walks two steps, lifts up her shirt, pokes her belly button, stares at it. And she sees her reflection in something and, like, stares at herself, like, looking at her belly button. Yeah, so. That's sweet. Um, yeah. Oh, that's a cute note
2: to end on. Yeah. Yeah, it's very cute. God bless Esme. Mm-hmm. Tessa and Caroline, thank you for spending the evening with me uh this is definitely gonna be a two-parter episode so not a full season caroline but um you'll be up to like three episodes now that's that's a decent amount of episodes (laughs) tune in next week (laughs) thanks
0: kelsey thanks
2: kelsey And to all of the listeners, thank you for joining. I invite you to tune in next week for another insightful conversation. And if you haven't already done so, please be sure to subscribe, rate, and review. See you next time.